everyone, and welcome to some more Nail Wrestling! It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and welcome today guys to a new series for Nail Wrestling, with it being WrestleMania 40 this year, and so what I wanted to do is, I wanted to do a watch along of a particular match from every single WrestleMania, looking at the most iconic slash best rated or indeed my favorite matches from the entire card and overall every WrestleMania in itself too. And so then guys, for today's episode, it will be WrestleMania 1. Now then, WrestleMania 1 was held on the 31st of March 1985, and the number one particular things of that uh, time of the film, the song, and the game. Now the film was, I couldn't really find the UK film because I couldn't really find it online. I tried looking at Wikipedia and different, like, film, top films, etc. Couldn't really find it. Uh, but in America, the, the, but the US number one film was Police Academy 2, their first assignment. Uh, the, the song that I found was really interesting was that the number one UK song was a bonafide classic, which actually was the theme tune to the original WrestleMania, which connects it both together in a sense, but they kind of had to dub it because of the network and having to pay out all the money to these people. And that was Easy Lover by Phil Collins and Phil Bailey. Now, Phil Bailey was the lead singer or one of the main singers of Earth, Wind & Fire, and I think Easy Lover is a bonafide classic. And it was just so, so cool to have it as the um, song to WrestleMania. And the number one US song was One More Night by Phil Collins. So you had Phil Collins dominating the charts in both the US and the UK. But I couldn't really find either thing for the, uh, for the game. But I'm like, I guess at this time I didn't really have much to do with the like sales and the uh, like records and stuff about gaming at the time. Because it was more the fact of the original NES being sold in America, you had it was more personal computers over here in the UK with the Amstrad and the Amiga and the Commodore, etc. So in the, in the next few years, in the, in the 90s, 2000s, that's when we're going to start seeing the more of the number one games. But if I can find the number one game, then obviously include it in the uh, where I do my roundup on the song, film and game. And so then, guys, for today's watch along for WrestleMania 1, 
going to be watching the match between Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Oh, sign sealed delivered. Oh, and there, you know what? They're, they're out training. T, Mr. T, and Hulk Hogan are out training because in three miserable weeks, you think in three miserable weeks you can get in good enough shape that you're going to be able to take on prime time? Do they know that Ace, our bodyguard's going to be in our corner? Have you? I wonder what they do training. I wonder if they they show each other where the hair shouldn't go. You, you know something. You know, sir, Roddy, I've seen him train before. I've seen Hulk Hogan train. He says he jumps on and grabs those big 200-pound dumbbells, hangs and bangs. Well, that's a big lie. Because that big, fat, ugly dummy, I'll match him any day of the week in a weight room. You name it. You name the place. I don't care how much weight, Hogan. I'll make you eat every place you can lift. <laughs> you see the difference is you guys are training in Don Barry on. Uh, us, we're out there training in the swamps. Ace, Ace got his arm busted in, in defense of us. Ace threw his body in front of us, and he went out there. We're training in swamps. We're training with chains. We're training with bull masters. And we ain't going out and lovey dubbing. You know something, Mr. T? What you have done, boy, and I spell that B-O-Y, you have stuck your nose into somebody else's business. You have stuck your nose into something that you had nothing to do with, big boy. So I'm going to tell you right now, myself and Roddy Pobby and Ace, we're going to do something to you, son, that you'll never forget. You think about that. You think about for the next three weeks. You know the difference is we ain't no cartoon character that comes on Saturday afternoon and watches them all dressed up in pretty black colors, man. We're the real thing. You're looking, man, at prime time. You're looking at people. If you get in there in three weeks and you're really that stupid, you're looking at someone that will take you and make nothing of you, will take your life and not even think twice about it. And so then guys, to find the match, all you need to be on is anything that you can watch, streaming service or anything on YouTube, except that you can find the whole entirety of WrestleMania 1, even if it's back on a DVD or a VHS or whatever, you know, and if you making sure you have the full actual pay-per-view, not where it's been cut down. And so what you need to be on, guys, is you need to go to 1 hour and 42 minutes and 29 seconds. And at the count of three... We will begin. So one, two, three. And you have the here at the shop there, the uh, crowd, and you have here as well um, Howard Finkel with the MSG uh, microphone. Because back in this pay per view, it was all done uh, with wires and stuff. They didn't have the actual handheld uh, microphones until the year after. But even then, it was still a very long wire. But it was the WrestleMania 3, that's when they had the proper, like, handheld microphone they've been using since then and stuff and it's just so so cool to see Howard Finkel like presenting the people that's going to be here because you've got a lot of like big celebrities and stuff and everything else and you have like the amazing shot here of the crowd of uh, at Madison Square Garden you've got Billy Martin here who's going to be the special guest ring announcer for this big match and you have there in the shot Jesse Ventura and Grilla Monsoon at ringside which is so so cool and you can see him obviously getting a big uh, standing ovation because it was quite interesting because even though this was made for a worldwide audience it was still very much in a sense something for the american public so it had a few people who only really americans would know like billy martin i don't really know who he is i'm guessing he's some like 
either a baseball coach or a New York like American football coach or something or the manager etc uh, but then they also have other like big stars people know like Liberace and Muhammad Ali and stuff as well too and you can just see the amazing like shot of the everything in the ring you can see there Pat Patterson because obviously with it being Mr. T in the ring they wanted to make sure that Mr. T felt comfortable in the ring and they didn't want to make him look silly because of back as well at WrestleMania 11 10 years later in 95 they had it where Pat Patterson was the actual um like referee for the LT versus Bam Bam match I kind of like that sort of uh, continuity to being like when it's a big celebrity involved in the match they want to put in a guy like Pat Patterson who can then be like all right then this needs to be next this needs to be next this needs to be next and here you can see coming out Liberace coming out with his um Liberace dancers because you can see like how they're bringing out all these big people and stuff and it's quite interesting actually when you are seeing the turnbuckles here that there's no like like there's no classic WWF logo or you don't have the classic Wrestlemania like apron on the um like apron either it's all just blank canvas and like blank apron and I find it quite interesting that at Wrestlemania 2 that's when they start having the classic WWF uh, logo and you have the actual WrestleMania like apron fingers when you can see here Liberace been the big uh, been the timekeeper for the match and I think it's really interesting to kind of see these big stars because then over the other years of WrestleMania they have other really big people and really big like stars at the time that even still you can you know quite a lot of like some of these stars as well too and you can see here Liberace doing his like kicks and stuff in the ring with the Liberace ladies kind of like so that way people can take pictures of Liberace from any angle that he's in so rather than it being he's facing the hard cam it's kind of like as you can see that it's more here him doing the hard cam but you can actually see him go around everywhere to kind of like taunt and flaunt the crowd so that way everyone gets a good picture and a good angle of him you know as well too adding more to the show as it were and it's so interesting as well watching this as well and you can hear just the dubbing of different like songs and stuff because back in the day when it actually happened Hulk Hogan for example had um Ida Tiger um Junkyard Dog came out to Another Bites of Dust by Queen etc and it's quite interesting to kind of see the dubbing of how they dubbed all of the different um wrestlers with these uh theme tunes because they didn't want to pay out the royalties to then have the songs but then with other pay-per-views they do pay out the royalties to then kind of like do other stuff as well too. And here comes the absolute legend himself, Muhammad Ali, who was a fellow referee as well for the match. Because it's quite cool with Muhammad Ali because he's kind of like, in a sense, a special guest referee where he's more involved in a sense of outside the ring. So he's kind of, in a way, the enforcer. And it's just so, so cool to see Muhammad Ali here. It's just amazing just to just see the gravitas and just the awesomeness of this man who, for me, is pound for pound, one of the greatest boxers of, of all time. And you can hear it here as well, the uh, commentators putting over the... Uh, that uh, Muhammad Ali is in such in great shape and it looks so good as well too.
Oh, and here, here comes the first big WrestleMania entrance with Roddy Piper being played out by the um, bagpipes, by the Scottish band playing him out. And it's a classic, you can see all these guys in the kilts with the different um, like drums and all the other stuff as well. It's amazing, it's so, so cool. You've seen this as well, which is so, so cool. It's in a sense the first like real big WrestleMania entrance. And here he comes, Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff been accompanied by um, Bob Orton Jr., who is the father of Randy Orton. And it's just like, so, so cool to kind of see this because it's kind of like building up this big event because this is the only WrestleMania as well that um, never had a world title match on it. I know technically you have night one and night two at WrestleMania now, but it's kind of like even night not having a world title match. This is the only one that has ever done it. Like the world title wasn't on the line at all. The only titles that were on the line were the IC and the tag titles. And you can hear as well like the the guys playing on the, the bagpipes with the drums playing as so well. You can see that curled by Bob Orton. This was as well before they even had the WrestleMania logo appear on the screen with the names and stuff as well. This is like really that sort of like generic sort of like normal way they would do it if they would do it at any time at MSG and stuff as well because they didn't realise just how big wrestling would have been uh, especially Wrestlemania like because at the time Vincent Mann put all his money on the line for this event and to see where it would go on and to become is just insane just the gravitas and the magnitude that Wrestlemania will even in two years become the biggest event in the world of pro wrestling and here you can hear as well Real American playing because actually in the actual pay-per-view itself it was Ida Tiger so it's quite interesting to see the really good way they were able to um, overdub uh, Real American with Ida over Ida Tiger so really interesting way of how they edited that as well so it was really, really cool and here they come out you've got um, Mr. T with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Superfly Snooker behind them Ah, oh, good old Real American. I love this song. Such a classic. It's amazing to see how overdubbing for this event as well, because obviously with WWE, they have such like high tech and like the best uh, editing software possible, so they're able to like use the power of like the technology to kind of like have it so each of the different like. The audios are all different, like, levels and different, like, slots and, like, things as well. Because the cool thing about editing is you can have it where with sound especially, and even video, you can have it where you have different timelines on each top of each other. So you've got to think the announcers is one, in a sense, timeline. You've got the uh, fans are another one. You've got um, the music, that's another one as well. So they're able to kind of, like, have it work so well. And you can't even hear a glimmer at all of the Tiger and stuff and it's just so so cool to kind of see that and, and hear the amazing effects as well too of it as well it's so so cool now you just have a man on the apron there with uh, with a broom I'm guessing he's 
sweeping away all the rubbish that's been left on the side. Then you can see the fans here as well. We've got the Hulk Hogan finger signs and stuff like going you and stuff. You can see Mr. T being applauded. So you can see there Hulk Hogan weighing at 302 pounds and, and stuff from uh, Venice Beach, California and everything else as well. Just so, so cool. And you can see there Muhammad Ali going outside. And you can see there Poor Ondog holding. Arnie snaps the that broom. Bloody hell. That was stronger. And they're also as well putting over Pat Patterson by saying that he's going to be the guy uh, to do the stuff outside the ring. And you can see there the title, Liberace. Uh, they're smiling to getting ready for the match and stuff. And you can see all these different people like taking camera shots of the match and stuff as well. Because obviously Mr. T was known hugely from the A-team and Rocky Free, for example, and stuff. And you can see there, Paul Arndorf getting ready to wrestle, where Roddy Piper's telling him their game plan of how of what they're going to do. And stuff. you can see here, World Wrestling Federation, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Roddy Piper and Paul Arndorf. And you can see there, the two heels, at, no, the three heels actually hugging each other and stuff uh, with the... All that sort of, like... Pomp and circumstance kind of like put themselves over and stuff. You can see they even pulled off pointing at Hogan and stuff. And it's just, you can see there Pat Patterson with then Liberace ringing the bell and everything else to kind of to start the match and stuff. And you can just see the amazing crowd, the wrestlers with each other and stuff. And you can see Roddy Piper talking to Paul Orndorff about wanting to come back into the ring himself to wrestle first. It's quite interesting actually. The lights have gone way darker there. You can just see the the rest is you can't really see the crowd as much anymore. That's quite interesting, actually, the way that they did that uh, the shots there. And you can see there Hulk Hogan get ready to fight, get ready to wrestle, pull on off. Because the cool thing about the following year is these two have a really big rivalry and they have a really big match in Toronto. Um, oh, there we go. He gets a tag in uh, Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah, there you go. You can now see Mr. T wanting to get in and stuff. And you can see there, Hulk's points to Mr. T, but all right then, fans, shall I tag him in? Shall I tag him in? There we go. And there's a tag into Mr. T. I love it. So, so good. And I love as well, you can see the different logos of places like for Burger King and Texaco and stuff. And it's mad that it's only 3, uh, 307 where they would actually have it later. Oh, look at this. The amazing shot here of Mr. T and Roddy Piper facing off against each other and stuff as well. It's amazing. You can see the big R. Oh, just the slaps. Oh. Amazing stuff. The Mr. T is so good. I love Mr. T. I pity the fool that messes with me. Love Mr. T. Legend. Oh, there we go.
and you can hear as well the crowd chanting T T T T because for Mr T. And it's quite interesting actually because uh, as much as a face Mr T is, it's quite interesting actually that one of his most iconic roles was as a heel as Clubber Lang as the main villain from Rocky Three. So it's just so so cool to see him in like stuff like the A Team and then here WrestleMania One being like the biggest fan favourite. Uh, to basically be on the show and so I find that to be really really cool I love Mr T he's a fucking legend here we go Mr T oh oh look at that fireman's carry what's he gonna do oh and he slams him right on the ground oh and you can see Hulk uh, Hulk Hogan coming in and you've got a big schmoz between all four men and stuff. You can see Muhammad Ali trying to get in. Bob Borton's trying to get in as well. But he's like he's being stopped by, by Muhammad Ali. And you can see Muhammad Ali trying to swing at Piper. And he actually shoved out Roddy Piper as well. That's fucking awesome. And you can see there uh, Muhammad Ali pointing to and then trying to swing at Bob Orton Jr. as well. And then you can see the smalls happening on the outside. You can see all the different security cops and everything around the arena. And you can see Billy Martin there like on the outside smiling to himself and stuff about what's happening and everything. It's just so, so cool. And you can see here, like, nope, time out, time out. Uh, Roddy Piper and Bob Orton going towards the back. And you can see there Muhammad Ali getting pissed because it's like, you cowards, how dare you leave the ring and stuff. And, you can, and everything else. So you can see Hogan trying to stop the referee, going them to come back and be like, come on, lads, come on, let's fight. Let's, let's fight. Let's put on a show for the fans. Let's put on a show, you know. And you can see the heels trying to come back towards the ring and be like, ah, oh, fuck this. I want you, Hulk Hogan. We're going to whip your ass. And it's just so, so cool to... And you can see there more, ah, oh, more schmozzing. All four men in the ring again. Oh, and a double headbutt. Oh, what a classic move, man. I love watching sometimes old school 80s wrestling and just seeing some of these moves and stuff. It's insane. Oh, and a beautiful close on there. Oh, oh, and he, oh. And a double headbutt again. Oh, I love it. So good. So, so good. Oh, lovely move. And I love as well, like, even though Hulk Hogan is the biggest face of the era, the biggest face of the 80s, early 90s, etc., he would still use, like, heelish moves and stuff. And I find it, like, even there, right to the eyes and stuff. And it's mad just to see him using, like, heelish moves and everything else. It just adds so much more to Hogan's repertoire. I love it. It's hilarious. Oh, and a double clothesline. Oh, beautiful move. Oh, Mr. T. Oh, the big power slam. Oh, and an arm drag. I love it, man. I love it. Oh, and another power slam as well. Oh. Oh, right to the knee there. And it's amazing as well just to see 
how much Mr. T is really good in this match as well because you've got to think Mr. T would have spent weeks, months even, like learning the match, playing the match, like learning the ropes and everything else as well. And to be able to be as good. Oh, look at that. And a 360 over the top rope and onto the floor. And look, just look at the floor as well. Just the difference in like the matches and stuff. Like, I believe by the next WrestleMania, I believe, or at least WrestleMania 3, for definite, you had um, a mat on the outside of the ring, on the apron and stuff. Because that's the iconic moment where Hulk Hogan tried, or in a chair to the back of Hogan, where Hogan's trying, is removing the, um, the matted floor to give. Uh, Andre, a power driver on the outside, but obviously Andre stops him. But that's quite interesting to kind of like see, even a year or two years later on, just the added like, you know, precautions and stuff to protect the wrestlers as well. I find that quite interesting actually. Just just to see just how it, primitive isn't the right word, but how very different uh, this WrestleMania is compared to like the other ones as well. It's quite interesting actually. And now you can see more of the crowd being shown. I know it's not as full of a crowd shot as it was before, but you can actually see at least maybe the first five to ten rows are lit up now. Not as many as there was earlier when we had like all the crowd being shown. You can see them, Bob Orton Jr. trying to cheat, but then being caught and stuff. And you can see a lot of the um, sports read like newspapers and stuff. And you can see Mr. T coming back into the ring to try to help out Hulk, but then Hogan being ambushed by both the hills and stuff. You can see Mr. T still trying to get involved and you can see there, put on off trying to knee Mr. T and stuff. I just find it so, so cool that, especially being New York City and stuff and especially being Madison Square Garden, just the epicness of um, like the actual fact that they had like the photographers and the uh, people from like outside of wrestling to uh, photograph and put over the magnitude of the first Mania, you know. It's just so, so cool to see, even nowadays, with it being WrestleMania 40 this year, that the magnitude and the uh, great size of WrestleMania is still as big as ever. You can see it here as well, Hogan with his amazing selling, and you can see Paul Orndorff just, like, not giving Hogan an inch, just taking everything to destroy him and stuff. Oh, what a beautiful suplex there by my Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Amazing. He got uh, Roddy Puppet coming back in to um, fight against Hogan as well. Oh. Oh, beautiful punches there by Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper's so, so good with his punches. I think for me it's him, Bret Hart and Steve Austin have some of the best working punches ever in wrestling. They make them look so, so good. Oh! Big move there by Paul Orndorff. And another kick out there by Hogan. Oh, and a big backbreaker there by Paul Orndorff. What's he going to go here now? What's he going to go for? 
Oh. There was a slight miss, but also he got caught there too. And the other, other amazing thing as well about watching this back is you can just see just the... Uh, the cinematography of, of this match as well too. Like some of the shots are quite like different compared to what you would have nowadays and everything else. It's just so interesting to kind of just see the advancements in the way that they use their cameras, the amount of cameras that they use and stuff as well. Where with some moments, like earlier in the match, you had the thing of um, Mr. T jumping on the apron, but you didn't actually see it until a couple of seconds later where they then moved the actual camera, where beforehand they would have had a shot on that and a shot on something else and a shot on something else to kind of like edit between the shots quite uh, freely and quite evenly and quite um, you know interestingly as well and not you know where recently before he finally left Kevin Dunn fucking dickhead that basically um, you would have it and you can hear the crowd sorry Mr. T uh, chant going there uh, massive Mr. T chant where you had it where um it would just be like shot, 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 and it's just like no, that's just uh, that's just um, century overload, and that's one of the reasons why I left, why I nearly left actually. I didn't actually leave it. I nearly left the uh, Taken film because it was just so badly edited and so badly like sequenced. I felt like I was uh, my senses were going overload. I was just like fuck this shit. I want to leave, but I was like nope. I'm gonna watch this film. It's it's for free. And I ended up watching it. It was still shit, but I'm kind of glad I didn't leave because then I can say I thought the film was crap. And that's how for me in wrestling, sport, film, whatever, if, uh, oh, here comes Hogan back in the ring again, that if something is ed edited too fast, it kind of takes away from the the flowness of something where at least if it gives it a few seconds, it works. But you can see here shots of the crowd and stuff, a fan clapping, because then it's one of those situations where it adds more to the match and it makes it seem more better because you like to leave a shot to linger so it adds more to it. But then also as well, you don't want to have shot, 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 shot too much because otherwise you will just get century overload and you just won't be able to enjoy it as much either. Oh, and here comes Bob Orton. Oh, and he got stopped there by Jimmy Snooker and over the top rope onto the floor. Bob Orton Jr. is such a good seller here, man. He's so, so good. Oh, Full Nelson by um, Paul Waldorf onto Hogan. Oh, and Mr. T stopped it. Oh, what's going to happen now? Oh, and... Oh, and he got hit in the head. Jesus, Hogan with it with the pin. Mr. Snooker, the one, two, three. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T are the winners. Insane, man. Truly, truly insane. And you can see here as well, Roddy Piper starting to come back in again. You can see um, it, oh, everyone here. Obviously, you saw the thing as well. Then mentioned that Hulk Hogan actually moved out of the way to um, not be hit by the um, by the big elbow, by the, the club. Clubbing move by um, Bob Walton Jr. You can see there, pull on. Oh, bloody hell. And Roddy Piper just um, hit Pat Patterson. And that then builds up for their match next year between Mr. T and uh, Roddy Piper in their boxing match. And you can see there Mr. T checking on Paul Orndorff because obviously he got hit in the head. And this is the start of the face turn for Paul Orndorff. And now you can see there, now, oh, Mr. T, uh, Paul Orndorff then signed to go after Hogan and uh, Mr. T here because he doesn't realise what's happened. 
And it's like, where's my guys? Where are my guys? And you can see him and Satie try to shake hands and stuff because Hogan's like, nope, he doesn't trust him that much. And you can see there, Hogan lifting the arms of Jimmy Snooker and Mr. Mr. T. And you can see Paul Ornoff there being like, what's happened? What's happened? And you can hear as well the playing of Real American. Classic. And you can see there, Hulk Hogan hot dogging and grandstanding as he always does. There he is. You can see there Hogan hugging Mr. T to celebrate their win. And him then hugging Jimmy Snooker. You can see there with Liberace and a fan cheering and stuff, putting over Liberace and Muhammad Ali. You can see here on the replay here of um, Paul Ondorf uh, having Hulk Hogan in the uh, full Nelson. You can see there Mr. T trying to stop it, but then, then Ondorf realizes actually if I turn around, Bob Orson will then hit Hogan. But then Hogan, you can see here, he moves out of the way and then uh, Bob Orton hits Paul Ondorf in the back of the head with the cast, and that's the how the match ends. You can see here the other angle as well, like the stop. Then them try, then them then turning it around and stuff, and then you have here he goes, boom. There you go, Hogan now heading back towards the locker room area with Mister T in tow, and you got a. And there he goes, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, the winners. And there's Jimmy Snooker. And they all go. And you can see here as well in the locker room area, Gene Oakland speaking to um, Hulk Hogan, Jimmy uh, Superfly Jimmy Snooker and Mr. T.
And you can see the amazing shot here of uh, the crowd leaving and you have here Grilla Monsoon and Mr. T signing us out. And so then, guys, overall, I'll probably give that match four stars out of five. I mean, for an overall match, I wouldn't say it's the best match ever. But then at the same time, for its magnitude of what it meant for wrestling, for what it does for wrestling overall, for the fact that you had big stars like Liberace, Muhammad Ali, etc. The fact that you had three of the biggest stars in wrestling at the time being Hulk Hogan, Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper, but then you also had Mr. T as well. And I just think for me, just the whole magnitude of this event, the magnitude of this match, I felt for me, for being a main event, it worked really, really well. As much as I would have preferred it to be Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper, you can't take away from the epicness of the match. You can't take away from the greatness of the match. And that's why I would have to give the match its four stars. And that's why for me, this WrestleMania is so important and it's just epic to see what WrestleMania has gone on to become. And it's just so, so cool to see how much more bigger, better and badder WrestleMania will become in the future. And that, my friends, was my watch long of WrestleMania 1, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Let me know, guys, in the comments below what your thoughts are about this match and how you think it compares to the other matches on the card. Or do you even prefer another match from the card itself or even another Mania? I'd love to hear you guys think. And also as well, guys, please don't forget to like, follow and subscribe to Naya Wrestling. This has been Naya Wrestling, guys. I have been your amazing host, as always, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember, it's WrestleMania!